0: Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy, two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. what's up everybody welcome welcome back i am ben canning i'm dave kennedy it's funny i think every time we start the podcast we're laughing because we're just goofing around beforehand so I for that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes all the all the nonsense in before has been recorded yeah. and i'm like i should just leave this in or what i should yeah, do is something
1: we'll, do it. well i'll just go back and like take every single bit and just record a full episode of all the nonsense that we talked <laughs> before i say yo
0: That's but anyway
1: funny. this is hacking your
0: health podcast it is hacking your health podcast. What's up? Well, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm going to preemptively strike and, uh, see how you're doing today. Cause uh, I mean, I just saw the, uh, the Jack, as health photos you sent me of your cutting phase. So you're looking awesome. I, uh, it's, it's crazy how, um, you've leaned out and, and how awesome you're looking today. So congratulations on the success there. Thank you so much.
1: Um, how am I doing? Actually really good. Like strangely good and i said this to you yesterday and i wanted to share it because i think some people will be able to relate to it and some people will probably think i'm crazy but whatever i was on a walk on sunday and for whatever reason i'm gonna put it down to being in control of both work and my training and nutrition i can hear you typing on the keyboard by the way sorry um (laughs) and i just had this overwhelming feeling of like i can actually feel myself physically and mentally evolve like, it's a, the it's a strangest feeling, and I think this comes down to right back to everything that I've ever said from coaching, that when you're training and nutrition is in line, everything else in life is aligned. line. And as we've spoken about, it's a discipline that falls into everything else. Like, I just feel like I have a lot on. I've on a lot of plates. I'm obviously launching a new program. There's been awesome people. Like, the podcast, is only, it's only Tuesday today, so the podcast only got released today. And, like, I've had so many positive comments, so many calls booked, so many, like, familiar names of people who have been using the hashtag for so long and calls and I'm excited to actually speak to, I'm going to say in person, but you know, virtually in person. Um, I had a couple of calls yesterday for people that I reached out to to sort of preempt everything. So everything is good on that front. I feel like I'm in control of everything. I've got 18 days until I do the shoot. I'm trying to work out if I can get someone to wax all the hair off my body. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I have zero complaints. Like I'm in a very good space
0: physically mentally emotionally spiritually everything is good when your biggest complaint is that you got to figure out somebody to wax your whole body that's uh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's like you're in a good state there yeah it's actually funny so uh the last time i did it my buddy Ali, his wife owns a salon and i just got a A salon not a salad well whatever not a salad a salon a a salon a A beauty salon and uh (laughs) it's like it's like prop like it's a it's a girly salon, salon And, uh, I remember like walking in the first time and it's like, you know, like the music stops and everybody like looks around like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but, uh, I asked, I asked him, do they still do wax? And he said, no, he says, but sir, I'll do it for you. And I was like, I could not put that on one person. Like it took two girls, two hours just to do my legs the last time. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, but like I said, if that's my biggest problem at the minute, I'm doing okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. I, uh, things are, are solid on my end as well. Uh, I didn't ask you, well, you know, I'm, I'm just jumping right in. All right. I'm taking charge here. Good. So, uh, (laughs) how are you, Dave? How are things on your end? Things are actually really great. Um, you know, we, uh, have had a lot of travel lately. In fact, I'm leaving, uh, tomorrow for Michigan to go to Gurkhan. Then I fly out Thursday to go to South Dakota for wild west hacking fest. And then I get back Saturday, and then I have one more trip uh, to Virginia for the SANS, uh Red Team Summit that I'm keynoting. And then after that, I have, like, one trip to, to Vegas, like, in December with Aaron, which is a good thing. Like, it's just this quick-speaking engagement that I can basically hang out with Aaron in Vegas. so I don't really consider that, like, a major travel. Um, so I'm coming out of the crazy travel schedule, which I'm very thankful for. I, um, you know, it's funny because, like, I don't have uh, – so I was talking to somebody recently, a friend of mine. And uh, he was like, "Dude, you need to get an assistant." And I'm like, "So against the assistant? Like, I feel like it's like a I've been that up bridges. I know you have, and it, everybody does. Everybody does, and it's like this weird stigma where I'm like, I feel weird having an assistant. Like, why am I important enough to have an assistant? That makes no sense. I, I, I just have a tough time with it. Okay, um, and so uh, I definitely need a freaking assistant. Um, I feel like
1: my, I, I was your assistant when we were in Brussels.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally, you are managing my my schedule day to day. Thank <laughs> God, because I would have no idea what the hell's going on, but. Uh, <sighs> But, uh, I, 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 you know, Aaron's like, you know, what the heck? What's up all this travel? I'm like, listen, you know, when I look at my calendar, I look at that week. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything going on. And then like a month goes by and somebody's like, oh, hey, what about this week? I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have anything going on that week. That's cool. And then someone's like, Hey, what about this week? I'm like, yeah, that looks good to me. And then before you know it, I have like 16 speaking engagements before I recognize and it's all around the same time. I'm like, well, shit, this isn't, this isn't great. So I need to do a much better job. I'm not trying to get back to traveling. Well, the worst part was today I was freaking out because, um, so I, I originally arranged my flights to get back, um, Saturday and I get back like Saturday night, which is usually fine, except that's the same night of our Halloween party. Uh, so I was getting back later after my Halloween party, which is a big event for us. We get like like hundred people that come to our house and do a big Halloween event. So I'll all dress up. Can't, and miss that. Can't miss that. So I was like, oh shit. So I forgot, I forgot that, but I, I'd rebooked my flights, but I had to book them on two different airlines. So I looked at my flights today. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I not book the, the first flight they get out there? So I started panicking, but it was on a different airline. I figured out I'm a mess when it comes to my schedule. Like, listen, if it's not on my calendar for that day, I don't know what the hell's going on. So um, I definitely need somebody to help here. So while I might seem organized from a health and fitness perspective, my life is a disaster when it comes to my schedule, especially during uh, Q3, Q4, which is our busiest time of the year, especially for speaking, education awareness month. So anyways, I got it all knocked out my training is going really good. Um, I am down to 235 pounds from 248. So that has been going really good. I've had a lot of success on the cutting phase of things. I don't want to say weight loss cause that's not really the intent. It's just to cut down a bit to, to shave some of the body fat off and then from there start building up again. But, uh, I'll tell you what's really cool, um, about this process is you know i would even say up until a year ago i still wouldn't have been comfortable with how far we pushed like going up to like 240 plus and you know we started pushing up there and i felt great like i'm like let's just keep going let's keep pushing i actually had confidence in myself that i could take myself down if needed and you know i think it took a couple of weeks to get kind of acclimated to like the schedule routine what works what doesn't when i need to eat when i don't need to eat what i can optimize from an energy perspective and what I'm finding now is that, you know, I'm at 2,300 calories a day on training days and was at 1,900 on non-training days. And I feel great. I have a lot of energy. Um, I'm not hungry. Like yesterday, I had 130 calories spare. And I was like, I'm not going to even eat it because I'm not hungry. I'm fine. Um, you know, and and I woke up this morning a pound less. And uh, it's it's working just as designed. Plus, we still have a lot of room to go. I mean, you know, I can go down to 2,000, 1,900, 1,800, 1,700, whatever. And I feel confident well, I that I can hit those goals. I mean,
1: si- I mean sixteen fifty. So I mean that's that's as far as we'll go. We'll not go anything below. That scares that. me, that scares me a little bit there. But you know, like seven hundred <laughs> might be okay, sixteen fifty is too much. Okay, but uh, I, I got my I got my feedback <laughs> from James just and he was like, I don't want to take calories anymore. I was like, what would that be either? Like yeah. I can manage like but it takes a lot of forward planning and it takes a lot of eating the right things. And actually, like speaking of routine and being in the order of things, and actually this is exactly what happened to me last Wednesday just Due to the way my diary was, I had to train in the morning, so I had to obviously eat earlier, and it yeah. fucked me the rest of the day. Like, I was so hungry, and then yesterday I was like, I can only train in the morning, I'm like, one I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And I was not like, I was hungry all day. I don't know if that's your discord of mine, yeah. but um, it just shows you like it's mine, to, it's mine, it's all right, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. you need to be in that routine of things, but like I said, it's fine, I feel good, and actually, like, I've, I've had this sort of thought of like, obviously, I'm going to come out of this season at the end of this month, and I'm, like. I don't have the desire, need to eat loads and loads of food. Like I feel good. I feel mental clarity. I feel like I'm in control. I feel healthy, even the cardio. And I know like anybody who's listened to them start, like I have a big thing against cardio. Like I'm doing 30 minutes a day now and I'm like, I will actually keep the cardio in. Cause it, it makes me feel good. Like I feel good yeah. after it. I just did 30 minutes there and it was probably the hardest that i went. Um, so it's good to have that in. It's good to sort of. I don't know it's just the structure of everything like I'm really just enjoying the way everything is like even though I have to train legs like every day
0: (laughs) you know it's funny I was actually thinking about this this morning as I was lifting legs I still got to get I didn't have enough time to do uh, chest uh, but I'm gonna do that later this afternoon which I'm actually really excited about Um, chest is the best day ever Uh, but uh, I was thinking about I'm like you know because we're talking about like what's my next training program going to be like when we migrate I'm like and I really don't want to do legs three times a week. Like, I'm just going to tell them, like, <laughs> let's just go to a normal. I just, I'm not going to do it. Like, I just, my legs are great already, you know, like, like, I you know. I'm excited though. So I took a, I took a check in photo, obviously,
1: at some point at the weekend. And I'm going to use that, like, as the, the sort of first week of this plan. And obviously the idea of the plan beyond the sort of fat loss efforts coming into the end this month, will be moving into surplus with the idea of, growing my legs specifically and just having more volume. So it'll be interesting to have a direct comparison to see how much I can actually allow them or make them grow between now and, you know, whatever, I guess six months down the line. So it'll be interesting to see that as an actual comparison. And it's not something that I've, I've never really went down the path of picking a specific body part that I wanted to improve in a phase. So I think it'd be cool to sort of test that out. And I guess that just comes back to the, you know, it's the continued experiment of different things and what works and how we can adapt things and how we can improve our overall look and physique.
0: Yep. And I think the the cool part about all this that I'm really enjoying, uh, is I'm learning like, so you mentioned your meals. I actually don't eat a lot after I work out. So like after I work out, I have a banana and I have a protein shake. Like to me, that's like, you know, it's 320 calories, 50 grams of protein, you know, 15 grams of carbohydrates. And i could probably use to probably eat a little bit more there but i find that you know that sustains me until about like two o'clock or one o'clock and then i have my lunch uh and then i have like a protein shake in the afternoon and then i go for a fairly big dinner that kind of fulfills me for the rest of the night and i that 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 balance there i think has been really good i may do a protein shake to supplement or something like that but I mean, uh, I've been finding that routine uh, has worked really well for me, and I have really consistent energy levels. And I will say, um, I just recently switched over to uh, a new clinic for my TRT stuff. So I originally was with IMHRT, and there's nothing wrong with those folks; they do a great job. Um, it's just uh, I was having some issues with the, the scheduling um, with them. They were having, they were just getting so busy and booked out that it was like two months in advance, and I just couldn't, you know, like if I, you know, if I want questions, you're not or I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two months in <laughs> advance. The thing I think. Eh. So I went to, to merit health, uh, from Derek for more place, more dates, really liked his approach, got new blood work done, did, a, did a really great evaluation. One of the things that I was struggling with, um, was, uh, in the afternoons, I would get, uh, fairly tired. So the mornings I'd have a lot of energy explosive and then in the afternoons, like around two or three, I'd start to crash and I couldn't figure out why. And, um, you know, like I, it wasn't a carbohydrates thing. You know, I was like, well, maybe I need to you know stack more carbs. So I tried that. Um, I tried getting better sleep. Like it wasn't that. And, uh, they had got my blood work done and noticed that my TSH levels were a little bit higher from a T3 perspective. And I have a partial thyroidectomy, which, um, means, you know, I'm only producing half the amount typically needed. And I'm, um, uh supplement of the Levo I can't, can't pronounce it really well. Uh Levroxin, I think is, is any of it. Me, You had me convinced that like, you could have just Man, I was a pro with that. that. Man, let me good. tell you. Yeah. 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 Um, Le- yes. I think it's like levothyroxin is, is the name of it. Uh and it's a T3 supplement that uh you know produces the same type of hormones that your thyroid would in the event that I've had a full thyroid actually functioning. Um but my TSH levels, which is basically a hormone that your a peptide that your body says, hey, thyroid, produce more. Uh, thyroid for your body was elevated, which means that my thyroid isn't able to keep up with the T3 production. So my my body just keeps saying, pounding my you know thyroid saying, come on man, produce more, produce more. I was like, I'm trying everything I possibly can. I'm the only one here, man. What's going on? My brother's gone, you know. So um, so you know, uh, they they upped my dosage of that, which I thought was really great. And you know, I think that shows the importance of having a specialized doctor for longevity and health because my ENT that I go to, which you know obviously specializes in this. Um, you know, I, I, see her once a year and, you know, they, it, it's like one of those things where like, I need more customized approaches, especially if my body's changing or my thyroid's not producing as much as it used to. Um, and you know, it, it's kind of like a pain going through that type of process. Whereas I had a really great success with Mary, kind of taking those down. I'll tell you ever since I, I started, uh, upping my dosages of, of T3, um, I haven't had those crashes at all in the afternoons and I've been fully you know, set with energy and everything else so that was really good to get that uh taken care of and figured out um and that's i think you know emphasizes the importance of getting your blood work and you know for men and women um, there's like a study done that women are more likely to go to the doctor and get their blood work done a lot of stuff than men like and men never go to the doctor for some reason i'll tell you i since i've gone to the doctor i i look forward to the next visit because i learn more about me like hey How have I improved, you know, my vitamin D? You look forward to it because you just want to be told you've done a good job. You want the doctor to be like, cut the fuck you doing? Like, how how are you continue to (laughs) get those compliments wherever you can, man? You know, that's that's the way to go. But uh, it was (laughs) good to get that feedback. Um, But the last thing is I just got over a cold. So funny story, I got, you know, I got a little bit of a cold when I was over in in Belfast and uh, came back. And it was just a minor cold, like no big deal. Um, But I think with a combination of like the travel and I had just an insanely packed, stressful week last week. Uh, it turned into a sinus infection. So Sunday I was pretty rough and then uh, got me on antibiotics and then literally like the, the first antibiotic pill that I took, like five hours later, I was like cured. It was like, I was like back to normal. <laughs> Everything was great. I had the energy levels uh, that I needed to. So I'm back to normal again, which is great. And uh, that went out really quick. So it was a good, good week. Uh, solid week of lifting, a lot of progress. Um, you know, had some really good lift sessions in and uh, continuing to, to kick butt and take names. And hey, I'm dropping away at the same time, which you can't complain about that, right? Yeah, no,
1: definitely not. I think that... With the obviously the timing of when we moved into the cut was like in the middle of a heavy travel schedule, and it sort of just took maybe a couple of weeks to sort of get the ball rolling and find your feet. But I think we're in a pretty good groove with it. Um, I know we have targets, and for the majority of people, I probably wouldn't set a weight target. But I think for you, having a focus of where we're training and things, and sort of having an end goal with things, I think will keep you focused along the way. And I'm looking forward to seeing like the changes in where you were whenever you started to where you're at now and the cut to where you could be you know 15 16 pounds later or five more (laughs) five more after that um like i think that that's exciting for you because again all these sort of different phases and all these things that we're going through are entirely new and it is it just shows the the level of control and it will reinforce the confidence that you have in yourself that if you do decide Okay, I'm going to spend a year building muscle and I'll get the fucking £270. You'll be okay with it because you know exactly what you need to do to come back down again. And it just reinforces yeah. that confidence in things that work and not losing control and what you need to do. And this is where, I guess, the one thing that I always come back to is what Callum as a coach gave me was an understanding of my body and what I needed to do. And that's what I ultimately want to give back to you and everybody else that I work with. And I think that this is the process and this is how it works. It's by going through the phases and understanding okay, I prefer to eat this way or if my calories are lower, I need to manage it this way or whatever it is. Um, yeah. But it just comes down to time and consistency. And I've actually talked about this a couple of times yesterday Whenever I, I was on those calls. It was like, I'm, I don't, there's nothing that I'm doing is groundbreaking here. It's not like I'm not rewriting the rule book of fat loss. It's literally just giving you a framework that works, something that you can be consistent with and something that you can stick to for a long time. And that's literally what it comes down to. And I was actually talking to... Bill Daly yesterday. Um, and I was just just, maybe you've noticed this as well, like within the client group itself, like everybody seems to be really finding the rhythm and I don't know whether it's like after Nashville, there's a bit of like competition, healthy competition going on, but I see even like the wider community that, that maybe weren't involved in that. Like everybody just seems to be really finding their stride and everything that they're doing and It's cool to sort of see everybody grow and evolve together. And ultimately that comes up right back to the tribe and
0: everybody wanting better for each other, the whole thing. So, it's cool to sort of see everything come together in that you know you know who i'm scared of right now so like you know uh it's like you know it, it was cool when i was first here because i was like literally the only guy and you know, it was all all women uh in in the BC fam so it was like you and i competing right but that you know like no one expects to beat the trainer so that's fine so i was kind of like the top person there. And then we started getting more people in and you know everybody's starting to do good and then you know like you're like ah, i still you know still don't really have any competition. But like you look, start looking at like where where Mike or Todd is is going and and Cap Cody and like everybody else. I'm like, well, oh shit, these, oh shit. Guys are, these guys are these guys are making some pretty substantial yeah. gains pretty quick. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm getting a little yeah. nervous here in my spot, you know. So I gotta I gotta up my game a little bit to make sure that. are <laughs> actually, sort of- so
1: this this is interesting. So whenever you text me yesterday about um, Orange Theory about beating everybody, and I said maybe you need to find a stronger, and faster rim. What I mean by that is it's like it comes back to that saying of if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. And this is actually the whole conversation about how the idea of this podcast came about, about creating a room. So, yes, okay, it's cool to be at a level in that room, but put you in a a bigger pond, do you know what I mean? Make you a smaller fish in a bigger pond, that's when a real challenge starts to come, do you know what I mean? So it's good to see everybody sort of using their progress to sort of
0: scare you a little bit. I say card. Yeah. Nervous, It's com- no, I, People are coming? I, but, but I mean, that goes back to the point of competition, right? Like, you know, yeah, you yeah, perceive yeah. somebody that that is on your same level or above you, you always want to try to see what you can do to maximize yourself to get to that level. Right. And um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, actually, I think to me, it's a compliment, right. Um, of their consistency, their progress, what they've put into making themselves better. And um, that's a great thing, I think, you know, and, and for me, you know, I always want to get better, get stronger, get faster, whatever it is I'm doing, um, you know, to continue to try to, yeah, I'm in my forties, you know, how do I continue to get stronger in my forties when everybody says you should be getting on a decline, you know, like I'm not going on a decline, I'm going sounds on accepted. I accepted. <laughs> let's see, let's see this. Right. I, I, so I, I, uh, I did, uh, three miles in, uh, 18 minutes and 35 seconds, which you know, is for a 40 year old is incredible. Uh, and for a 20 year old is incredible. Um, so, you know, I'm still going <laughs> You say for, for a, human a human is incredible. <laughs> well, what's, what's cool about that though, too, is, you know, you look at um, the, the combination of what I haven't let go of, which is the cardiovascular aspects that you had mentioned, right? So a lot of times you'll see bigger guys that are muscular, but, you know, they get winded going up the stairs because their cardiovascular health isn't there. And I really like the blend of doing both cardiovascular work and the, the weight training. Now, you know we reduced my, uh, my cardiovascular training from three, three week, uh, times a week to two because it was starting to impede my gains in muscle, which I fully agree with, but it hasn't made me any less cardiovascular. Like I'm still PRing um, you know, on everything that I'm doing from an orange theory perspective because I'm stronger muscular wise and I have the cardiovascular aspects. Now, maybe if I was doing it more often, if I was doing orange theory four or five times a week, I could progress faster in the cardiovascular side, but with the negative impact of my strength and resistance training. So, you know, it's just a delicate balance of all of those different areas. But what I really like about it is I'm always progressing forward. I'm always making myself better. I'm always challenging myself to, you know, compete with somebody that isn't competing with me because it's just, you know, something that, that makes it fun and exciting for me. So it's those types of challenges that I think, you know, keep us going, but it's always the self-improvement of ourselves and also having the respect on other people of what they've accomplished or where they're starting from, right? If you're just brand new, starting from this, that is respect, right? You're you're just getting started. You've decided to make the plunge. That is the time to to do it. And I can't wait to see the results of somebody that just first starts out and then starts to have some success. Yeah. I think that's when we talk about failure, right? You know, and that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge thing in this as well as the failure aspect. Well, I think that so i wanted to
1: touch on failure today just because a couple of comments on twitter and i just like i i get it like i i do i get it and then there is a fear of failure because of past experiences and whatever else but i almost think whenever it comes to training in the like gym training like failure is part of the process like failure you need to fail to grow and that like it it sort of teaches you that in my opinion it teaches you that failure is a good thing so like if you're talking about training to failure you want to feel like fa- failure is a good thing. You're pushing your body to its absolute limit to go to failure and then you'll know exactly where that is. And then, you know, you need to beat it this time. So I think that, that you can look at failure from sort of two aspects. You can look at that as positive, as a negative. And I realize, you know, from people's past experiences and they've maybe tried X, Y, and Z program, diet, training block, whatever, and they have had fear in it. So they think, you know, why is this time any different, but in a sense, you can't let that hold you back because it's just the it's the narrative that you're telling yourself based on past experience and it's maybe that thing wasn't the thing for you or else you weren't in the right headspace for it or it wasn't the right environment or whatever it is and i think it's not even just with training like if you think about business as well like there's so many things that you need to do to fail to break things to continue to push to grow and that's ultimately you know what it comes down to it's it's wanting that growth and I know I touched on very briefly the six human needs last week, and I do want to go a bit further into that. But like I said, growth to me is the top of my list of human needs and always wanting to be better. And it is a core human need, like something that people need. Like it's the the saying, if you're not growing, you're down or whatever, some morbid fucking saying, whatever it is. But anyway, there is that like always want to be better and to grow. But with that comes failure. Do you mean they sort of go hand in
0: hand? You know, I think the, the failure aspect at anything in life is always a challenge for people, right? Because you know it's it's already preconceived as a failure. Whether it was like, hey, you know, I, my my kid's going through this right now, where like I'm gonna go ask this girl, but what if she says no, right? That that perception if she of failure. Fi- yes. but what if exactly she right. Whatever she says <laughs> yes, and and everything's great, <laughs> right? You know, but but uh, I think people from a failure perspective, especially if you have failed multiple times in this journey, it's very difficult to overcome that because you're like, listen. You know, I I failed so many times. There's no chance of me even doing this in the first place. Why even get started? And I think what people have to recognize is that if you're really dedicated to something, like, uh, for example, if you're really dedicated to living longer, and what I mean by that is, you know, you want to live longer and that's a big priority of yours. Putting the right things in place to make that successful is how you get to success. So, it, it but, but just half-assing it, and not doing the right things will almost always equate to failure. And a good example of this is in, in cybersecurity. You know, can you, from a, a no college degree perspective, no prior experience, no CTFs, you know, right out of high school, come in and join cybersecurity and expect to be an amazing exploit researcher? No. Right? You need experience there. You need to build a foundation of knowledge. You need to probably do a junior entry-level role to come into the industry and learn various aspects of it, right? And then there's a lot of things that you have to do on the side to gain knowledge and learn, or go to college to learn. Um, So there's a lot of steps you have to do to be successful in your profession. Why would you expect health to be any different? And the thing with health is there's so much bullshit information out there. There's also so much information out there, very similar to what it is in cybersecurity. There's so much information out there. How do you put yourself into something that makes you successful? I see people struggle all the time on social media around like, I just see them bouncing from one topic to the next topic, to the next topic, to the next topic, to the next thing. and It's all security related stuff, but they never get to understand that topic because they're bouncing around so much, so many different things. And that's why you see like, you know, security researchers that are really successful specialize in certain areas, whether that's, you know, buffer overflows or exploit research, uh, whether that's, you know, security research into the latest programming languages or, you know, the latest protective mechanisms or EDR products like you see too, you have your different specializations. Or obviously, on the defensive side, there's a whole bunch of specializations in our industry. But you have to have those specializations, and you have to dive down into those specific areas to be successful with what you're doing. And talking about failure, you know, I, I am the biggest failure historically when it comes to health. Like I was the biggest failure you can possibly imagine. Like I, I I'm sure there's people that beat me in that in that arena but I'm pretty much on the lowest of the lowest of the list. Okay. Like I had heart surgery, I had thyroid surgery, I had stomach surgery. You know, my doctor basically told me if I didn't change my habits, I wasn't going to be there living for my kids. I had hit morbid obesity at a very young age. I struggled with weight my entire time. I struggled with health my entire time. You know, I I literally would go into surgeries thinking I'm not going to wake up again. Like I hit the lowest of the low that you can possibly imagine from a failure perspective. But it wasn't for a lack of trying it wasn't like i want to be a failure in health i want to be obese i want to have all these areas no it was you know i I had tried certain things and i didn't dive down into it like i needed to i didn't put the things in place that require lifestyle changes that require you to be different in some way shape or form and that was laziness that was my inability for me to spend time on it because i was so distracted with everything else and not allocating time for me to be able to understand it And it wasn't putting myself in a framework that allows me to be successful. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of us need that rock bottom hit for us to actually make huge impactful changes in our behavior. And mine was, my doctor said to me, listen, you're not going to be here for your kids unless you make some serious changes. And I'm like, well, shit, that's super selfish of me to, to live horribly, you know, with eating with, you know, not, you know, a sedentary lifestyle, coding up till two, three o'clock in the morning and just drinking all night, traveling 80% of the time and drinking on the planes and drinking at the conferences and doing all the stuff that's literally killing my body. And you're telling me that I'm not going to be there for my kids. Okay. Well, that's, that's a shock to the system to me. That's rock bottom. And I'm like, okay, it's time for me to make some sort of change. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I didn't struggle, but I never failed after that. Right. I struggled along the way with kind of finding my place and kind of building up as you do when you're first starting off anything. And I will say uh, mistakes and failures uh, are things that forge who you are today. So it's not that necessarily that they're bad things, but there's a reason why you're a certain way you know, today and there's a reason why you want to be a certain way tomorrow. And you have to figure out how do I use my failures in the past to make sure that I'm successful today? What have I done in the past that makes this a failure to where I can build upon this as a success? and you know honestly the, the health stuff it's not easy but it is easy once you get into a system and that is simply mindset repetition and eating the right things like like uh, as basic as it gets it's eating the right things nutrition's probably 80 to 90% of what you're dealing with today you can lose weight today without doing any resistance training the mindset is I'm going to continue to do this. And my body's telling me I need to snack on an Oreo. I'm not going to go snack on an Oreo because I'm bored. I'm going to do something else. And that's the thing. I think, you know, like we're used to not being hungry. And so we're always grabbing food and putting food in our mouth. Guess what? I'm hungry right now. I'm, I'm not starving, but I could definitely eat some chicken and rice or, you know, whatever right now. I could, I could just go for some food right now. But guess what? You know I'm busy right now. Things are I got shit going on. I'm not going to eat right now. It's not within my, my time frame to eat. I'm going to eat at two o'clock when I normally do, and that's fine with me. My body's not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm going to feel fine. I just might think about food here and there. But if we're bored, we're just sitting at home. We have all this junk food sitting in our fridge. Yeah, we're going to go eat it, right? Um, and so you know, occupy yourself. Have some discipline in yourself to to not sit there and say, "Hey, I need to pound this huge amount of food," and start to get in a repetitive cycle of what you're doing. And that ultimately will build habits to be successful. And then it starts to change everything around you. Like, I'll tell you, I was, I was talking to Ben about like topics on the podcast. And one of the topics I wanted to cover today was was habits. And we've talked about this before in the past, but I was never a morning person. I hated the mornings. And I've complained about the mornings very in various podcasts right here. I hate to say it now, but I'm a fucking morning person. And I never thought I would ever say that. You know, and, and I'm, I'm and, and I'm so I'm waking up every morning now at 6.30 in the morning, which, like, like young David, like, dude, what the AM, hell is wrong 6 with 30 you? 6.30 a.m.? 6.30 a.m. Like, old David, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, there's no chance that is you in the future. Like, there's no chance of you waking up in, in, at 6.30 in the morning. Um, I'll tell you, I love knocking out my lifts in the morning before everything is happening. I don't have a lot of distractions. Uh, I can usually sync up with a friend, and I can get a, get a lift in with a friend. And that type of stuff is, like, really encouraging because, like, I've already accomplished an awesome lift in the morning. I already feel accomplished, like I've done something, and now the rest of the day is is on a positive note. So, like, my my habits have changed that were polar opposite of what I used to be based on my lifestyle and my mindset and what I've built as far as success. And it's always evolving, right? It's always changing. You're always adding or tweaking or doing things a little bit differently differently. But at the end of the day, it's all with that vision of having a good level of success around your health, longevity, and being there for your family and friends.
1: Yeah. I think the, I have always, I don't want to say I've always been a morning person, but whatever I've been doing work wise or whatever has always required me at least for the past 10 years ish to get up in the morning. It's, it's a time that I feel like, I feel like I can get ahead of the day. I was actually reading there somewhere. Um, the new Rand holiday book. It's, destiny. Discipline. Discipline is destiny. Discipline, right? But it was talking about people not being a morning person and said, guess what? No one is a fucking morning person. <laughs> Didn't say fucking, but you get that. Um But it's about having the discipline to get up and get that stuff done. And the, the thing that I think that people struggle with the most whenever it comes to failure is, as we said before, is trying to change too many things at once. So whenever it comes January 1st and everybody's New Year, you, me, and they're like, I'm going to learn 15 languages and run 10 miles every day and yeah. 15 times a week and all that shit. It's changing too many things. And I think- Don't reasons, do that. No, don't do that. I think the Please reason that, that, that the way we do things allows you to be successful is because it's consistent change, small changes over time. And everybody, like people jumped on it on Twitter straight away being like, it's incremental changes over time. And that is what makes- Makes it a success, and that's actually I was trying to find somebody put um I was getting like kind of testimonial feedback, and someone put it in the start that they weren't fully bought in at the start because it wasn't extreme enough. I was like, the reason it's not extreme enough is because I want you to be able to do this for a long fucking time, and that's literally what it comes down to. And I think the other sort of roadblock when it comes to failure is you know say for example you have six eight weeks ten weeks of like nailing everything ticking every box and you feel great and then shit hits a fan that's someone's birthday and you eat cake and you think you're a failure because you've eaten cake so you have that like behavior pattern mindset attachment to this food that it equates to you being a failure and then they just fuck everything up against the wall because you think that that's a failure whereas being in an environment that people are having a coach or having someone to talk to or having the group or whatever it is having someone it allows you to sort of talk it out and realize that that's just part of the process. Like all these things are, you know, manageable. All these things are stuff that we can do that we can incorporate everything in the life. And it's about understanding and going through these times and working out how you can manage those different situations that sort yep. of give you the framework and the systems that you could do it long term. And the, the overarching thing for me when it came down to the fear of failure is I fear staying the same more than I feel failure. I would yep. rather fail. Every fucking day at yeah. everything that I do, with the drive and the want
0: to be better than just being okay with staying the same, and that's literally what it comes down to. You, you know, I've mentioned on this podcast several times that, like, if if I was Dave and I looked at Dave a year from now, and Dave a year from now is the same, I'd be like, "What the shit?" Like, I would I would reevaluate everything I'm doing. Hey, because, what what is going on? What happened, dude? <laughs> We're bad supposed bad. to go up, you know? Like, like, like that to me. Like, but I, I think you have to have that want and drive and passion of, of trying to push yourself forward and making tweaks to, to get there. And I like what you emphasized before about, you know, listen, uh, if you're just looking to start this fitness journey, please do not sign up for a gym membership, uh, you know, a, a treadmill and start to run 15 miles a day while you're going to work out, you're going to work every single muscle group, 16 times a day. You're going to go every single day for the rest of your life. And you're going to consume 14 hours at the gym and you're going to become this amazing beast you're, you're just designing yourself for failure. Cause it's not, that's not achievable unless you just want to become a pro bodybuilder or something like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what Ben is talking about is very small and incremental changes. We've talked about this before in the podcast and quite, quite extensively, but I think it's important to note that these small changes equate to large, dramatic changes down the road. And, you know, Ben's biggest thing, I think he's mentioned before uh, as well, is that when people first come to him, they say, I don't have time for this. Okay, well, what do you have time for? Well, I can give you a half hour on Tuesday and Thursday. Cool. Tuesday and Thursday, half hour, we got it. And then what you start to see is like, well, I like that. I can do an hour. Okay, yeah, let do so Tuesday, Thursday, let's do an hour. Well, I can I can do three times a week. And then, you know, and in, in your, your habits start to change around that. And, you know, uh, I think the habits that we have are, you know, they're definitely not built overnight. And there's a lot of studies on this as well. You know, habits take a, a lot of time and routine to really train your mind to become a habit. Like human beings don't like the, to do a lot of new habits. There's actually a lot of reasons behind that. So if we're in a tribal society where, you know, we're in the caveman days and we're, we're foraging food for our, our families and things like that, if we get distracted with too many things, we're not going to be able to provide for that tribe. Our functions and roles are very limited in what we're supposed to be able to do so that we can provide for our tribes and everybody else can kind of home in on their own habits, i.e. skills learned, i.e. what they provide for their tribe. And so you have now a tribe that works together with strengths and weaknesses to be successful. So it's just natural evolution around how we are today and, and trying to learn new habits. We're not designed to really learn new habits unless it's absolutely necessary. However, once those new habits are formed and they are habits and we're used to it as far as a routine, it is so much easier to maintain and use those habits long-term because they are now ingrained in your brain. That's why if you see a lot of like, uh, people that were athletes before or when they were kids, it's usually easier for them to pick up routines when it comes to, you know, working out and doing fitness and things to that effect. Uh, same thing, you know, especially early on, uh, uh, learned ages. So, you know, these, these habits that we're talking about, you know, you're going to have to, if you're, you know, if you want to stay consistent with this, you have to start forming these habits. And as you start to form these habits, you're going to start to form micro habits, these little habits that kind of support that habit, right? Uh, some people may call it an obsession, um, you know, and, and having obsessions I think are it's okay, okay. Thing. I think it's yeah. okay to be obsessed. In this, in say- this instance, it's okay. People if it's, if it's, complete, it's probably bad, not a good no. exception. session. <laughs> but that's,
1: that's actually, I've, I've thought about this before. Like I am 100% person that has an addictive personality and yeah. I can pretty much <laughs> say you are as well. And it's like that, that can so go true. one of two ways. That yeah. could go one of two ways. Like before I was addicted to really, maybe not addicted. That's maybe the strong side of it, but I was in a sense, and that could have led me down a negative path. Now I'm addicted to things that are going to give me a better quality of life. And it's yep. like yes. Okay. Addiction can be really negative, but it also could be positive. If you can challenge it or channel it in the right way. The same with obsession. Like I'm okay with being obsessed with things. I think it's a good thing to be passionate about things rather than just half ass and everything or being like vanilla about everything, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and those, those obsessions, you know, I think, you know, are, are what you need to kind of transpire. Like for me, the way that I start to get obsessed by, about something is I start to research the hell out of it. And, and that to me, is a sign that I'm starting to build those habits. Now, not everybody's the same way, okay? Uh, it might just be, hey, I'm gonna go for a walk every single day and get 10,000 steps, okay? That, that's a great habit to start with. For me, I like data, I like understanding things. And, you know, what I always equate my success to was being put into a program like Ben's that was very data centric and driven that also allowed me to have a framework around it. And, and that, that I think it's really important for me is to have some sort of like framework so I'm not all over the place, like, that's my issue is I'd be like, oh, hey, squirrel, 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 and then I'm fucked, you know? And so you're having a framework to an extent
1: that you are a little bit like that. You come to me with things. I'm like, okay, right. Yes, that's great. But maybe we'll just like realign ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's like, Hey, I really don't think you need to be taking 7,000 omega-3 fatty acids a day. I'm like, oh, but this study. I'm like, no, 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 no. So the framework and then obviously having somebody that can ground you, I think was a really good thing for me. but. But the, the, the point of that was, is, you know, for me, I liked researching, you know, medical studies and figuring out things that I learned that were different and, you know, and I learned new things from other people too. Like there's a guy we hired over at, at Binary who's awesome, really knowledgeable in the health and longevity aspect of things named Steven, put me on to Astragalus uh, root extracts, uh, which are really good for kidney and liver. Um, you know, and it's so like, like little minor things you can tweak. You learn about new things. It's just great things that you can start to, to put together to, you will know, continue to enforce that habit, obsession, whatever you want to call it. Um, but those are the things that are making you successful. But, but again, that's not built upon in one day. You know, I'm what two and a half years into this now, and it's built upon living this type of thing every day. And I'll give you an example. Just yesterday. So yesterday, you know, I mentioned I had, uh, you know, I was worth 2,300 calories. I still had like 130 calories to spare. Um, you know, I barely ate anything through the day because I knew I was going to the Cavs game that night. And I knew there was going to be a lot of food there that probably wasn't within my range of what I wanted to accomplish. Now, I wasn't going to eat stupid. I wasn't going to eat a bunch of desserts or things like that. But I knew that, you know, from a food perspective, my choices may be somewhat on the fried side of foods, like, fry, you know, like, uh, you know, buffalo wings and those types of things. So when I walked into that place, I knew I had a roughly around 1300 calories to play with because I really hadn't eaten much throughout the rest of the day. And when I walked in, you know, again, fitness centric and I, I had two trulies, So 200 calories there. Uh, you know, I, I was totally trashed after that. Let me tell you, I mean, it didn't do anything at all. It was just nice Pretty to have fucked up, Yeah. Two <laughs> trulies, man. Um, but, uh, I had two trulys and then I focused, you know, I, I, completely cut out all the starches, uh, and, you know, like, uh, I didn't get any potatoes or anything like that focused on veggies and the meats there. And they had some, uh, you know, uh, steak, they had a whole steak there, which was really great. And they had a few different um, Buffalo wings. So I grabbed some of that and I kind of pull my macros together and it was like 900 calories total with like, you know, 50, 60 grams of protein. I was like, this is perfect. Here we go. If it's in my calorie range and that's, that's, that's the lifestyle I live. Right. And that's what I'm trying to keep up with, especially when in a a cutting phase where I'm really conscious of calories and I need to continue to make progress or else I'm just going to be totally pissed at myself. So, you know, those habits and discipline I've had over the two and a half years prepared me for those types of situations. You know what regardless of what it is when we're in brussels you know i dropped a pound when we're out eating 20 freaking course meals or whatever you know those those types of small habits that you build upon allow you to be flexible in the rest of your life and you know that's what equates to success and it doesn't always work you know there's days where i mean i always tell the story the first time that i, I ever cheated on on ben with uh with what i ate and went over calories i called ben in a or i sent to, ben probably woke up to like a 16 page dissertation and signal about how awful of a person I am because I, I was at poker night and I had, you know, I went over a thousand calories, you know, by drinking and eating food. And Ben's like, dude, it's one day. Like you've been on this for like a year and you're doing awesome. Like that's one freaking day, seriously. Like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm a horrible person. I'm fat again. I'm gonna, that's, you know. that's, yeah. that's the That's the mindset I'm talking about
1: failure that, you know, you're so consistent with things and you make so much progress. And then that one time that it throws you off, like that can be enough to just totally, put you into that spin or that mindset of being a failure again and you're reverting back to all ways and you're always going to be that way and you're just destined to be that way and all this sort of stuff so like again having a place that you can sort of grind yourself and someone go like this is just life like this you know it's not fucking life or death like it's like okay right you're like, over at your calories like chill like it's absolutely fine just don't make it a habit and i think that that is the biggest thing to overcome and you know we go through these stages with different clients and they're on a really good streak and six weeks go past. And then they're like, oh, you know, the fucking cupcakes. And I'm like, that's okay. It's like, you know, you have so many years of like behaviors around food or negative yeah. relationships around food or different situations or triggers or stress eating. Like there's so many things that we have to overcome throughout this journey. And it's not just going to happen overnight. And even like beyond all of that, there's, you know, whenever you start into this process, I was on the, the I was on a call yesterday. Um, And just talking through things and I can tell the frustration of people that, you know, they're maybe like six or eight weeks in and they're like not nailing their protein goal and they just can't get it. And I'm like, this is an entirely different way of eating. Like you can't expect to just get it overnight. And it just literally comes down to making those small improvements over time, continuing to reassess, looking at what you're doing, having the data, like you said, and going ready to pay. Actually, this is what I had. And if I need to get to here, this is how I do it. And it's just reevaluating, reassessing and sort of building out the plan to your needs and what you do in whatever way your lifestyle is. And it's not, it's never going to be an overnight thing. And that's the best and hardest thing about it. I think it's hard to sort of accept that that's going to be the way, but it's the best thing about it because the the more time you put into it, the more you will be ingrained in those habits
0: and the longer you will be able to do it. Yeah. And just thinking about like old Dave versus new, okay. Um, old Dave would be like on a, on a tear. I remember I was doing like the, uh, was the Shanti uh, Not the P90S. I keep seeing him on Instagram. Twitter.
1: He's still around. I keep seeing him in like like man thongs on Twitter. I'm like, this is, how am I seeing this? Can I not see this, (laughs)
0: please? I'm going to start pinging you with Shanti stuff so that your advertisement engine, uh, the the AI is like, oh, you want more (laughs) Shanti Speedos. Okay. Um, But he used to have this program called Insanity. I remember I went through this and I had some really high success with it. And I was doing it like when I had DerbyCon, I was in the hotel room doing it. And I was really consistent with that. I dropped like 15 pounds. And then what ended up failing for me. And I see this so many times is that something is going on in your life to where you miss a day. Okay. And then you miss a second day and then you tell yourself, well, I'm going to get back onto it the third day. And then the third day you're like, well, it's only been two days, three days is fine. And then you start, going back to your old habits, which are easy. And when you start to do that, that's when you lose control. And for me, like, that's why I don't have a choice on whether or not it worked out. When I flew back from Brussels, I got back at 10 o'clock at night, hadn't lifted that day. Guess what I did? Did back and biceps. Woke up the next morning at five thirty in the morning, only having about six hours of sleep and did chest because good. I won't miss a day. Good, good, <laughs> good. Um, you know, <laughs> For me, it's not a choice. It's a routine. It's something that I have already scheduled that I have to accomplish and I have to do. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There are days where I might miss it for maybe my back is hurting or, you know, it's just, it's just way too overloaded to where I can't do it. I can't physically do it that day. But the next day I am eager. I'm pissed that I missed the day and I'm going after it, right? That obsession to your schedule and routine is something that you have to develop in order. And I'm not saying to my level of extent of that, but you, you cannot start to slip back into those old habits. If you start to slip back in those old habits, it's very difficult for you to come out of that and say, well, now I have to do it this way. And so, you know, stay in a routine that routine is going to suck for a few weeks, even a few months. It depends on, on how, how much your, your brain really wants to fight you against it from a, from a new habits perspective or how ingrained you are in everything else that you're doing, but it will start to become a lot easier. I do not dread going to the gym. I do not fear going to the gym. I do not sit there and say, "Oh shit, I got to get my workout in. I just go and do it because it's something I have to do. And one of the things that I've always talked about is I have a rule, which is if I don't feel like going to the gym, I will still go to the gym until I break a sweat. And then I'm still feeling like crap. Then I go home and there has not been one time where I've gone home. So, you know, it's just making the effort of building those habits to do the right things and knowing that you're not going to go back to that failure state. And, you know, it has taken me a long time to have confidence in myself that I'm not going to fail again. You know, I talked about the instance where the first time I, I went over calories and I was just like, "Eff it, I'm going to eat. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm old Dave. No, you're not old Dave. Like you You have a your habits already established, you're already in the framework, get back onto it today, right? And you don't stop that process. And that's the discipline we talk about, the mindset that you have to have when you're going and doing this successfully. And if you don't have that and you don't build the habits, ultimately you will most likely fail because you're not able to keep that routine up. So the best advice I could give to anybody that has failed so many times as I have, that has been at rock bottom as I have, is you start off small, you build those habits and you don't compromise. You don't give up. It is going to always be something that you're going to do. It is in your calendar. It's something that is a must. It's something that you have to go and do and you can't skip it. Just like you brush your teeth or you put deodorant on or you take a shower. It's the same exact thing every single day. It's just part of your routine. And it's not selfish to dedicate time for yourself. It's it's selfish that you're not dedicating time for yourself to be the longer for your family and friends.
1: Yeah, I think the, You know, I think sometimes whenever you and I talk about it, it's maybe seemed so far away from where people are at, which I totally understand because like, it seems like, you know, the getting up and getting it done every day and people who maybe aren't training are like, well, I just don't understand that. Like they can't sort of relate to it. And actually, whenever I put the the last time I posted my check-in photo on Twitter about, um, having the motivation or not always having the motivation to train and Lisa replied about you know people always think that you know we're excited to go to the gym or you know having the motivation it's not about having the motivation it's just about not having the option not to do it um but I think if I if I think right back to whenever I first started training which was like I don't know like eight years ago nine years ago like my routine (laughs) like how I used to live my life was I used to just go out drinking five out of seven nights a week I used to wake up at like 11 o'clock in the morning, fluff about town all day, do a bit of work, um, go and get a Nando's or eat a takeaway or smoke a joint and then go back out again and that was it. Like to come out of that, if I can come out of that, you can come out of your habits in whatever way they look like. And even whenever I first started training, like I would have been like Monday to Friday and then I would have been the weekend warrior. So I'd have trained like ate my chicken, broccoli and rice Monday to Friday and felt great about myself and got my training and got a disco pump on Saturday and then just went and was a piss head all weekend. And that was how I started, but I still had that want to be better. And then maybe a couple of months in, I was like, maybe if I don't go out and be a piss out every single weekend, I'll get more progress. And then I didn't, and maybe I went out once a month and then and that's sort of how it evolved over time. And that's where the obsession grew and that's where I put my addiction back into a good spot. And it's like i i would never expect anybody to go from zero to the sort of thinking that i have around training and nutrition and i think that that's maybe where a lot of trainers go wrong they expect plants or other people to think like they do when actual fact they're not going to because they don't live and breathe it they don't they haven't had you know 10 years experience five years experience whatever it is and i think that ultimately the best thing that i can do as a coach is meet the client exactly where they're at so it's not about having any expectations beyond what they're fully capable of it's about like you said having a conversation and like okay right what can you actually commit to is it twice a week is it half an hour twice a week that's absolutely fine like if you can commit to that and that's realistic then that's absolutely fine and you'll get people asking like how many days a week do I need to train or what do I need to commit to. And I always, always, always put it back. I'm like, well, what, like, what can you commit to comfortably? That's not going to be a total overhaul of your entire life that will be realistic for you to do without any additional stress. And that's, that's how we start. And you were the same. Like we started with three days a week and I can't get you to sit down for five minutes. And that's just how things have evolved over time. And it's, it's it becoming obsessed with becoming better. And it's just, it's not, it's not overnight, I think, for sure. Like it just takes time.
0: Yep. And I think that's the, the, the piece there is, is everything takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get, you know, Arnold muscles in a week when you've neglected your body for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. You know, we've said this by time, progress is slow in our bodies. Uh, changing habits is slow in our bodies. Building muscle is slow in our bodies. Cardiovascular health is actually relatively fast to be honest with you. You can get pretty good cardio, cardiovascular health you know pretty pretty big gains that that we uh, pretty i'm quickly. doing 30 minutes a day. i don't know about you that's like bro a three and a half hours a week like i you do? i'm doing more, more. Cardio no, than you do you no, are doing I'm more, doing more well, than you yeah you are <laughs> yeah, doing. No, I I, yeah you are i, you are. Are. I do two yeah, hours yeah. and 40 minutes so, fucking yeah. cardio king over here what are you saying I'm gonna start adding in six more orange theories, but uh, you know, actually it, I'm gonna change your cardio soon, so you'll not have the
1: option. So it's fine, don't worry. About it. Not orange <laughs> theory, but we'll do some low intensity stuff. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to touch on quickly because I think I just like mentioned it and then left it last time. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna delve deep into it because I, I just don't have the the full knowledge to delve deep into it. But it was the the comment that I made about the six human needs that Tony Robbins mentioned? Because I just said it. I mentioned growth and then I left it. I'll link all the stuff the links, do the test, find out where you're at with everything, what it actually means and all that sort of shit. Cause I think it's an important thing for people to do, but basically long story short, Tony Robbins defines the six human needs as certainty. So the need to feel certain in things, uncertainty or variety and the need for the unknown significance. So feeling unique or important connectivity, connectivity and love. So feeling a strong closeness to union, to some people, to people growth so the continued pursuit of expansion capacity capability and then contribution so contributing to i guess the tribe or society yeah and i actually went back to find out so there was a girl that used to train um in the gym that i used to train of and i remember it very clearly she put on facebook she was like just qualifying under tony robbins as a life coach um, looking for some clients i was like i'm in for that shit like <laughs> anything that i can do to get better so the very first session we did this and it was the the it was the 26th of February, 2017. And this is how mine stacked. So growth was number one, 120 points, love and connectivity, number two, contribution, uncertainty, variety, uncertainty, variety, significance, uncertainty. And the certainty one being at the bottom made me laugh so much because it was like, literally like, I don't have need for certainty. Like if things need to change, I will just change them. And that's, it gave me so much understanding of me as a person and why I think the way that I do and why I'm so committed to wanting to do more and like the growth side of things. And it just gave me a lot to sort of understand and even the contribution, like in a sense, me contributing to by doing the podcast or by helping clients or whatever it is, or the significance in that, like it all makes so much sense. So, I wanted to touch on that a little bit more, not go fully into it because like I said, I don't have the the knowledge of it, but I will link the podcast to listen to. So it's definitely worth listening to. And they talk about using your human needs in a positive and a negative way. And they talk a lot about like violence and negativity and war and how that can sort of fulfill people's human needs and how you can become addicted to things based on it ticking boxes in terms of like four or five out of your six human needs. Like it's a super, super interesting topic. I would say we'll get Tony Robbins on the podcast to talk about it, but I think that's maybe a long shot um never know yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah I'll link that. i that. that is one of the to thoughts on that because i realized i just mentioned it and then left it so i put all that stuff in the show notes but i think it's definitely an interesting thing to do to sort of get a better understanding of why you think and obviously everybody's order that they have them in are different or what people need is different but i just thought it was interesting to see this was mine and like that was nearly six years ago that i did that
0: that's awesome well, i look forward to reading that as well because i haven't i haven't gone through that so that'd be good to catch I'll up send on that you the,
1: the test and you can see you can see where you're sit. yeah that's awesome i
0: well, would hey, say
1: growth would be up there for you and i would say significance and contribution would be quite high for you as well yeah
0: i look forward to, to doing it well i think that's it for this podcast uh thanks everybody for tuning in today and listening to us as always we really appreciate all of our listeners it's always great to see your successes uh, so be sure to tag us at WeHawkHealth Health on social media. Love to you know post progress pictures, post you know your your successes or your strength, uh, struggles, um, and then obviously check us out on our Discord server. We had a person ask us the other day around, hey, what's the best way of um, you know learning form? And I said, listen, you know, take a video of yourself, pop it up into our, our Discord server. We have a whole channel there just for form checks. You know, people will be more than happy to give you form checks, solicited form checks from people that aren't just. The damn a-holes that randomly say, hey, you should start doing this or that, you know, randomly. I, I I just block those people or mute them. If anybody wants me to have a look at it, just tag me in it. Like, I'll not yeah.
1: always go in and check. But if anybody specifically is there something that they want me to have a look at, like, I have no issues doing it. It's one thing that I actually enjoy doing from a coaching standpoint because it's something that I know people working in an online capacity struggle with and if it's i can help like you know how it works i'll pull it up the computer i'll draw and you yeah, i'll pause you like that's that's the way i'll do it and I'll just send the link back but
0: yeah yep. on the discord tag me anything you need well thank you all very much tune us tune in next week for another amazing oh episode. the other thing That'll i want to mention is oh my god like, oh my today, god today
1: today you son of a bitch today I'm going to announce that when this podcast is released next Tuesday that my website will be live. It's not live now, but I'm giving myself a deadline of getting that done because right, I said that's last week about it and I want not wait. But anyway, that's it.
0: That's good. All right, everybody. Well, this is it. Thank you so much <laughs> for tuning th- in. It. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right. I'll see y'all there. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. Wait.